Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. This podcast discusses faith, mental health, church, and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. I am Dr. Monique Smith-Gatson, and I am your host for this podcast. Consider me your church counselor and consultant who is discipling the body and the members in mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. I am trained in both psychology and theology. We are equipped and equipping for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with the professional therapist. This applies also to our special guests who have opinions and professional insights and expertise of their own. Their contribution is also not to be regarded as therapy. Our aim here is to hold conversation around these important topics regarding the church and mental health. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have you join us on today. Thank you to those who continue to listen, to follow or subscribe, and share this podcast. I am so hopeful that you will continue with your support. Please continue to share with others about the podcast and encourage them to subscribe, especially for those for whom you feel that this content will be beneficial. So thank you so much for the reviews and the ratings, and I ask that you will come Um, please continue to do that for us. Please continue to rate this podcast and write a review for us. It really does help us as podcasters, okay, out here in this land of so many various podcasts. When we get those um, those reviews written and those ratings given, it does help us. So thank you so much for being able to do that for us here. Okay, so today we are going to discuss a bit further in the devotional Reflections on the Life of Mary, and we are going to discuss Mary, favored, confused, encouraged, surrendered. So remember last week, we discussed how Mary was deeply troubled and she was afraid, and we were highlighting how the Lord was with her. She was not chastised for her feelings. She felt what she did and she named those feelings, which again, these two are really important components of emotional health and or emotional intelligence. Okay. But during that time, Gabriel continued to minister to her and assure her that the Lord was with her. So today we're going to pick up this part of her lived experience when Gabriel tells her not to be afraid because she has found favor with God. Now, remember, this is how Gabriel initially greeted her. He said, hello, favorite woman. And here, Gabriel is again telling Mary that she is favored. Now, sometimes we do have to hear things more than once. We have to be assured or reassured even in some cases. For those who have like experienced trauma in their lives, sometimes there is this disorientation that happens in the brain. 
And although it might frustrate others, there are times when the brain is literally trying to come back online. And sometimes people might ask the same questions repeatedly. And they are not trying to be, you know, saying pump me up, or they're not trying to intentionally be frustrating. Literally, the brain is trying to make sense of what has or is happening. So that's just a little FYI there, okay? However, Gabriel repeats that she is favored, and this is why she does not have to be afraid. He goes on to say to her, and I read from Luke 1.30, then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I love here how he repeats her name. I think that this is just another sweet gesture of assurance, of affirming her identity. It's almost as if he's saying, yes, you, Mary, you. You are favored. Then he's like, listen to this. So in verse 31, it reads, now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Now, I read that through um, verse 33. So, I mean, like, seriously, how would you react if you're told all of this? Don't you think it will take your brain a minute to process, like, wait, what? Think about all that Mary has experienced up until this point. I know I for sure would have that deer in headlights stare, like what even is happening right about now? And what is this that you are saying to me? Finally, Mary asked a question that I think so many of us ask when we sense that the Lord is leading us to do certain things. Mary asks, how can this be? Mary said, how can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? So, so many times we chastise people for their questions and their logic when if that person has, has not yet experienced um, or has, has not yet had an experience like, like so, or have not even heard of one. Who, had, who have had such an experience, um, which is a foreshadowing to another point that I'm going to make later in the podcast, then what are, what, are, what are we drawing from? We literally have no frame of reference. So now we have the benefit of Mary's life and others to draw from, but Mary was in the middle of making history and really all of this was kind of unbeknownst to her. Now, so some of us may be babes in Christ or have no knowledge of spiritual matters. And, and because of that, we have to be very careful how we respond to others. We want to tell people to think spiritually, but some may not have yet experienced things spiritually, at least not knowingly. 
So we have to invite space for people to ask the questions and not rebuke them for doing so. But I love what happens next. Gabriel gives her a spiritual response. And then let's say a more practical, a more realistic one that Mary could perhaps wrap her mind around. Verses 35 through 37 reads, the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. Now, this was a miraculous birth. A virgin is about to birth the Savior of the world. It would be hard to conceive that for Mary. Could you imagine her thinking, I'm going to tell Joseph that soon I will be pregnant with the Savior of the world. But like, seriously, Joseph, I have not had any sexual relations with a man. This was a spiritual encounter and it was very confusing. Until Gabriel said to Mary, consider your relative. Consider Elizabeth. Remember, she is now well into age. She was once called childless, but now she is six months pregnant. Now you talking about a miracle, that is a miracle. And Mary was then able to say, you know what? You're right. Nothing is impossible with God. I do remember my cousin, um, Elizabeth, and I do remember what God has done in her life. And this is why it is important for us to share with others what God is doing in our lives. It serves as an example. It serves as an encouragement for others. When we see and hear of the faithfulness of God in the lives of others, it can encourage us too. I think it's quite merciful of God that every now and again, we get to see his glory on display in the lives of others. An immense amount of of our spiritual journey is a walk by faith. You know, the things that we are hoping for and the things that are not seen. Sometimes we get to see that others have gone before us and that can encourage us. It can remind us indeed that nothing is impossible with God. When we hear the testimony of others, when they report how God provided when finances were dismal, or when like our grandparents tell us how they made it through harrowing times or have been able to sustain a marriage across decades. 
when we hear of the testimonies of our spiritual brothers and sisters who testify of how God healed their bodies when doctors said there were no more options. This is the loving kindness of our God toward us. He allows us to see his faithfulness in the lives of others. And therefore we are encouraged. That sealed it for Mary. Verse 38 reads, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Here is right here when Mary surrendered. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done according to what you have spoken to me, Gabriel. Now, interestingly enough, it was at this point when Gabriel left her. He stayed with her all through the being deeply troubled, being fearful and confused and questioning. Gabriel stayed. He did not abandon her. Next week, we will look and discuss at what Mary did after Gabriel left her. However, isn't it reassuring that God allows space for us to deliberate? As a contemplative, I find this extremely comforting because even as he invites us to be used in ways that are much bigger than we can imagine or think, we get to feel the feels. Think the thoughts, ask the questions, to do all of these things to help us to remember who we are in him. And so often we bypass process. We read the Bible in ways that sometimes make it easy to overlook process and execution to not only be the hearer, but to also be the doer of that that we are reading, to meditate, to contemplate, to deeply connect with God. Mary was very intimately acquainted with God. She was intimately acquainted with our Savior. She was intimately acquainted with the Holy Spirit who came upon her. She was favored. She was confused. She was encouraged. And she was surrendered. So as we look at Mary's life more closely, as we reflect during this time of Advent, may we recognize that we get to feel the feelings. We get to think the thoughts. We get to ask the questions. And guess what? The Lord is with us. He's so sweet and so merciful that he at times will shine the light of faith on others we know and see and gently nudges us saying, consider. Reminding us that nothing is impossible with God. So may we remember this in our own lives. May we give space for it in the lives of others. 
this could very well be the key to someone's mental and emotional well-being. The space to think and feel. The space to consider and the space to surrender. So until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call, that we can be favored and confused and encouraged and surrendered, what will be your response? And the church said.